the world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And we are live at the AICPA Engage event. How cool is this? It's very cool. I mean, it's like so nice to be live. It is. It's really amazing. We're having a blast. And everybody's getting lunch and stuff like that, so we've got lots of listeners here as well. So um, we are here with a big... Um, thought leader. So, um, Michael Kitsis, and I'm going to have you introduce yourself in, you know, in a couple of minutes. But my question is, is, um, you know, what'd you do in Vegas last night? What I do in Vegas last <laughs> night. So there is, uh, we're all here in, uh, for the AICPA conference. And the interesting thing about the AICPA event here, particularly this year at Engage is we're bringing together lots of different communities. So there's a personal financial planning community where I've historically had a lot of involvement. We've got a group for advanced estate planning, a group for sophisticated tax. And so I was actually at a dinner event yesterday. We're bringing together the young CPAs across all the different channels who are interested in starting to build in the direction of doing personal financial advising and trying to understand what that's all about. And so uh, there are a couple of great young CPA leaders in the personal financial planning section that, that put forth this dinner event and invited everyone in. Morningstar came to host it. And uh, so I had, I had dinner with about 40 young CPAs who are trying to get excited about doing financial planning. Oh my wow. God, that's awesome. That is awesome. And, and we're here in Vegas, so we, we, we also had some really good food, <laughs> which didn't hurt. Yeah. So um, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about um, you, your background, and um, you know what you do in your everyday life. Sure. So uh, my name is Michael Kitsis. I'm a partner and the director of wealth management for Pinnacle Advisory Group, which is a, a independent wealth management firm in the Baltimore, Washington area. I manage about $1.8 billion for over a thousand clients. And so I, I live most of my life in an advisory firm, but uh, I'm also uh, one foot out. So I, I spend a lot of my time writing and speaking back to the industry. I publish a, a blog for financial advisors called The Nerd's Eye View at kitsis.com, a, a podcast called Financial Advisor Success. And, and I go out and speak at a lot of different industry conferences, uh, including events like this, talking about trends in financial planning and, and how advisors are using technology. So, so I got to ask, your dinner last night, you're with a b- bunch of young, you know, fin- wannabe financial planners, yep. right? So what are, what are the top questions on their minds? What are they asking you? What are they talking about? So I, I find most questions go in... in a couple of very common directions and threads. One, just if you've lived the world of being a CPA, uh, it, particularly if you're coming from the audit side and, and in a big four accounting firm, but, but even if you've been out maybe on the independent side doing small business accounting and tax, just to understand, like, so I, I know how to do my tax and accounting stuff and audit. Like, how do you 
do financial planning, mm. right? And just figuring out, like, <laughs> what actually do you do for people that they pay you for? Because that's, that's right. kind of a new skill to learn. Right. So, so we get some questions around that. Uh, we get some questions around just mechanically, how do, you, how do you do it, right? So financial advising has its own myriad of reg- rules and regulations. Uh, frankly, in many ways, I find it w- even worse than what happens on the CPA side, because at least on the CPA side, like, I've got a state board of accountancy. I can look up their rules, and I know what the deal is. When you get to the advising side, uh, you may be subject to state securities regulators. You may be subject to federal securities regulators. You may be subject to FINRA. You may have state insurance regulator requirements. Like all these different regulatory rules overlap, and so we find lots of compliance questions come mm, in. And, right. and uh, you know, one of the the uh, business I'm involved with is a group called XY Planning Network, and we help advisors uh, launch advisory firms if they want to serve young people. So doing financial planning for Gen X and Gen Y clients, where you can't do the classic. I'll just manage their money and give them advice because they don't have pools of money to manage. They just need the advice. Mm-hmm. And so we show them how to do fee-for-service financial planning models and launch their firms. And and one of the biggest questions that we get there all the time from young advisors coming in who want to serve their peers is just, how do I navigate all this regulatory stuff and all the compliance rules? So lots of questions around that. And then some just around the... The, the evolving role of technology, how technology is coming, uh, you know, it's coming to the accounting side of the industry, it's coming to the financial advising side of the industry, and it creates a lot of questions about, so what exactly is the value of the human, and what is it that's ultimately going to be <laughs> audit, automated away with technology, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, lots of different professions are going through that, but that, that anxiety definitely, I think, is starting to filter in the advising side as well. Like the good news of the technology is it really leverages you. The bad news is, and it might replace you if you don't make sure you're bringing value mm-hmm. to the table as well. Mm-hmm. And you just did a keynote on this, correct, yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I had a, a session yesterday talking about, uh, at least my view, my take as someone that's followed the industry for a very long time and lives it in a firm, about where is that balancing point at the end of the day between what the technology will do and what the humans will still end up doing. And, and I'm actually very upbeat on the future of financial advising and, and our potential role. But I do think it changes in some very fundamental ways. You know, most of us historically in, in knowledge professions like this, we have lived in a world where uh, I've got this expertise, right? I went to school. I got credentials. I learned it. You don't have that knowledge. You come to me. You pay me. I lay some knowledge on you. Like That's the fundamental knowledge worker transaction. Uh, except now you can look up like 99.9% of anything we've ever known as a species right. on a smartphone in 10 seconds. Right. And so just getting paid for the stuff that's in your head as an expert is starting to break down as a business model. And so when we look at where it goes from there, to me, it's all around a, a shift from uh, working with the knowledge to actually working in a relationship with a client where my value is the advice, the handholding, being your accountability partner, right? Like if information alone was enough, I could solve most of the world's problems. I just make a website. It's like eat less, exercise more, and a couple other healthy (laughs) habits, and that would be that. Uh, But the truth is many of these are challenges of of habits and behavior as well. And what we know from a lot of the research on behavior change across lots of different uh, uh, industries and domains is that Peer-to-peer accountability, having coaches, really works, is incredibly effective. Uh, And so I'm very upbeat on the role of financial advising in the future, but I think it shifts much more to this this positioning of a coach, a co-pilot, a navigator, someone that goes along with the client on the Mm -hmm. journey and helps them navigate the the stormy seas that arises. And we use all that technology stuff that's coming along to take things that, frankly, we used to do and used to get paid for, and we're just going to automate them. 
and move up the value chain. But it's a lot of pressure on advisors that you, you have to move up the value chain here. I mean, we are at one of those inflection points. Right. And so, um, you know, you talked a lot about the young people, but how about um, the boomers? How are they adapting and changing to, you know, the tools and kind of this new way of working together? Are, are you seeing pushback? Are you seeing just a wanting to learn? How are they reacting? So, you know, there's a lot of views out there that technology is is like just a thing about working for young people and not and not older folks. But it really does span the spectrum. So our our advisory firm clients, uh, uh, we actually work predominantly with baby boomers. Our XY Planning Network group is mostly for planning for young folks, but our advisory firm is is predominantly for baby boomers. And we see the technology adoption with the baby boomers. Not not all, but frankly, not all millennials like playing with technology toys either. We still a wide range of human beings, uh, but we see a lot of adoption even amongst baby boomer clients. I mean, we, we seem to have this view in our head uh, as advisors that older clients won't want to use technology. Same, well, do your clients watch Netflix? Yeah. Well, do, do they ever <laughs> FaceTime with their grandkids? Yeah. Okay, then they can do a video chat with you because they've already done all the things and they have the bandwidth and like, yeah. they've already checked all the boxes. And I think sometimes we, we either don't give our clients enough credit or we're so comfortable with just doing the face-to-face meetings the way that they've always been done that we're not taking advantage of the technology tools that are there. And frankly, we've seen for a lot of clients, they're happier using the technology. I mean, it does cool things and it saves everyone time. Right. No, I I love this because I run a cloud firm, so I'm a CPA as well, and I just got licensed. And so what like I think is, is that like anyone can do technology. It's just, you know, a mindset and a want to learn. So do you see that um, the advisors who are adopting the technology are able to scale or grow faster than the old school firms or not? Or are they exponentially moving? Very much so. Like the cloud firms. So it's been an interesting progression in, in, uh, in our side of the industry that for a couple of years, going back like five or six years ago, when, when kind of the cloud technology really started getting momentum in financial advising space, uh, there was lots of discussion about the technology and some people that were tech savvy adopters, but it was just kind of this theory that it would make you more efficient. Over the past two or three years, now we're actually starting to see some of the industry benchmarking studies coming forward, showing this very rapidly widening gap between the tech savvy adopters and the rest and the tech savvy adopters are starting to drive uh, better profit margins, better revenue growth, uh, better retention rates with clients. I mean, almost every metric that we use to, to measure the effectiveness of advisory firms, we're seeing this gap emerge where the, the tech-savvy firms are doing better. And, and ironically, because of those challenges around tech adoption and just the fact that everybody gets comfortable in their businesses, we're, we're seeing an indirect effect that younger advisors are ending out with more profitable uh, faster growing firms because they're coming into the technology and they're more used to it. And so they're adopting it faster and they're seeing the results. Right. So um, what's next? Like if, if cloud tech and kind of this, what, what's on the horizon for advisors and technology? So to me, the, the big thing that's on the horizon for advisors and technology are what happens when all of these account aggregation style tools, like we had Mint.com a couple of years ago, but it was very slow to come into the advisor space. When tools like that start really coming into financial planning, I think it changes almost everything that we do in planning. Because one of the biggest challenges that we still have in giving advice to clients is you don't know if anything has happened in their lives that merits advice until we meet with them. 
So we end up in these traps. Like right. we have to have meetings to find out whether we needed to have a meeting. But then if you have a meeting and you didn't need to have the meeting, then it just turns out to be a wasted meeting. Uh, when account aggregation tools start pulling all this information in, now suddenly the planning software says, well, we're pulling all this information. Here are three clients who are off track on their spending. Here's someone who's failing on their savings. And here's three people who, thanks to the interest rate decline last week, can refinance their mortgage and save a couple hundred bucks a month. And I think we're going to see a world very soon where the planning software starts really giving us guidance about what are the meaningful conversations to have with clients, which just means as an advisor, I get to spend more of my time having meaningful conversations with clients. No, that, that's awesome. This has been a phenomenal interview. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so uh, check, out, Jody, thank check you, out the Nerd's Eye View. Yeah, Nerd's Eye View at Kitsis.com yes. and the Financial Advisors Success Podcast. Yes, Great. thank you. First Global was founded by CPAs who believe that accounting and tax professionals are uniquely qualified to add value to their existing client relationships by offering comprehensive wealth management services. First Global believes the time is now for one of America's most trusted professions to rise up and show the world the power of true CPA financial planning. When you partner with First Global, you can be more to your clients. Play large by unleashing the power of wealth management and let go of the idea that someone else knows what what's best for your clients. Visit First Global at 1stglobal.com. CCH Access from Walters Kluwer has the power to grow, manage, and protect firms in motion through its integrated modules. These include tax preparation, centralized document management, improving client services, streamlining accounting, and managing your projects and deliverables. Accelerate growth, enhance management, and protect your organization's reputation. Visit cchgroup.com to find out more or register for a demo so we can show you what we do. That's cchgroup.com. Engage your learning. Engage your network. Engage your future. The AICPA Engage 2017 event happens over four days, Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 15th, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are six conferences at the event, and you can attend one session, any session, or all sessions. Plus, if you can't make the trip, you can still take advantage of attending the event online. If you're in the accounting profession, this is a can't-miss event. Visit AICPAengage.com to find out that's AICPAengage.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.